If you enjoy this show, subscribe to youtube.com slash comic pop for even more deep dives into your favorite comics. All right, let's get on with the show now. Sweeping down upon the underworld to smash gangland, a mysterious, all-powerful character, but a crusader for law. Hey everybody, welcome to the Elseworlds Exchange. I'm Sal, and I'm joined today by Donnie Cates. Donnie, welcome to the show, dude. Hey, thank you so much for having me, man. Uh, My pleasure. Um... Yeah, absolutely. I figured I, I should I should jump in considering that we're approaching the end of uh, Donuary. Yes, we are at the end. Right. Yes, the end of Donuary, yeah. an impromptu thing that happened uh, on our show back issues where I wanted to talk about Thor and I thought about talking about Thor and I'm like, all of your Marvel, everything that your Marvel stuff is ha- has been over the last couple of years has all been kind of connected in some form or another. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. There's all these callbacks, which is distinctly Marvel, and it's really cool, and I I, I mm. love it. Uh, but since the show has blossomed into we do like one story at a time, I was like, well, if I talk about Thor, I can't not talk about Thanos, and I can't not talk about Cosmic Ghost Rider, and I can't not talk yeah, about yeah, yeah, yeah. this, that, the other thing. So it, it just went to well, I guess we'll do like three books in a row, and uh, I abandoned the whole plan. I was like, well, we'll do because we did Serval Surfer Black a while back, which like. Mm. God. Uh, and uh, but we did that years ago, you know, because uh, but it's it's distinctly a King and Black tie in just leading up to it because Null is the main kind of, yeah, yeah. Of, Right. But we thankfully I have the oversized edition because like, holy crap. And you went to college with yeah, Tradmore and got to make I this did, like yeah. incredible opus, uh, which even irrespective of King and Black, you still can enjoy as like a pure, beautiful Silver Surfer story. Uh, well, but you. since we did that already, I was like, hey, we can do King and Black instead, because I know people have been asking us to do it since it came out. <laughs> uh, cool, but yeah, man. and that, yeah. Uh, so it just became this thing where we were like, hey, let's uh, let's just do three in a row. We we actually wrapped up. I was like, because, okay, so January mm-hmm. was just, mm-hmm. well, we'll do three books. And I was like, well, February is a short month. Uh, we'll, we'll just, we'll just do, we've never done that before. And mm-hmm. I was like, maybe I should stop. Because like at, at King and Black, because like a how big can you get? Because we already did God Country, and we already did Silver Surfer Black. Sure. But um, but after King and Black, I I there are other books that you've done that we can talk about that I'd love to explore on the show. But I want, as you know, as a comic book writer, and especially in like Marvel, because of like the mm. the the Stanley edict of every comic somebody's first. Sure. Uh, Every episode is somebody's first, and sure, yeah, yeah. Th- you know, some folk are going to catch the episode of Thor, and they're not going to know about Donuary. And I, I, I want them to be right. able to, like, know about that book, irrespective of the tethering of everything else. I, I don't want to at some point be like, you know, oh, and here's another one. No, no, no. this is we're doing this sure. book, and it's really cool, yeah. and we're focusing, we're hyper focusing on that. So yeah, that's that's what we did. That I know. Yeah, it, it a lot of my books, you know, like you said, like they they tend to connect. I I tend to I tend to um, uh, somewhat weave my own little story, my own little corner of the universe, and so yeah, yeah, everything's kind of tied together loosely in some sort of a uh, loose grand tapestry that somewhat looks like i know what i'm doing sometimes i i guess <laughs> well I, I well and why not right because like yeah right you're, like it's it's your opportunity you like because mm. uh you know you kind of just like exploded under the scene but i know it was it was hard work and it was grueling work and you've done a whole bunch of indie books that led up to you being dotty kates you know and yeah sure yeah uh but but i can i can imagine that you're given an opportunity where they say like hey take Inhumans and do whatever you want with it or hey take Venom and do whatever you want with it and you're like well I'm mm. gonna I'm gonna make it like intrinsically mine 
and I'm going to yeah. brand it by being like, this is, you know, this is important and it's mine and it's big. And like, why wouldn't you connect it all together? <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, really, it's just, I, I try to, because like I, because like most of my books for the most part, at least my Marvel books are, um, I tend to like write every book as if it, it's a, it's an event book. Like it's always the biggest, craziest thing that's happening. It's always a world shaking huge thing and yes when you when you when you write like that when you when you tend to like kind of skew into that lane you can very easily start to step on other people's plans and so um i'm very conscious of of not trying to mess up anyone else's plans and so sticking to my own little universe and sticking to like only referencing kind of my own stuff and like playing with my own characters and stuff kind of walls me off in a way that allows me to tell these huge stories while not getting in anyone's way. And so it, um, it's, it's, you know, um, it's, it's lazy, mostly. <laughs> I just, I, I mean, just have to research my own books instead of other people's. But I think it comes from a perspective of considerance. Uh, you know, you're like, yeah, you know, if, if you want to play in it, you can, but it's not going to yeah. derail what you're doing over there, you know? Yeah. And, and that's, and that's always been kind of my edict with like, um, with event books and stuff that I do like for the, for the most part, a lot of my events didn't, didn't begin life as like world or like um, universe spanning uh, company line wide crossovers. They were more or less just like story arcs that I had planned. I tend to plan way far out. I, when I first turned in um, my outline for Venom, it had everything all the way up to King and black. And it was like, this like five year um, huge plan. And I yeah. was like, I was like in the summits talking about this and, you know, uh, Scotty Young still makes fun of me for like my two hour pre presentation of my Venom plans. And like <laughs> Scotty would stop me and say like, hold on, the, the thing that you're talking about right now, the story, when does that take place? And I'd be like, 2021. <laughs> like, okay, good luck. Like that's yeah. weird that you're, you're assuming. And like, I just didn't know any better. I just thought that that's how everything was always planned. And so like going back as far as like Thanos wins and then like Doctor Strange and stuff, if you go back and read those, there's seeds and hints and plans and stuff that I'm still kind of um, not paying off yet. Out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That I'm, that I'm still playing with and everything. Um, so uh, yeah, it's fun. It's, 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 um, I don't know that if I, I would do it the same way again, but like <laughs> with events and stuff, you know, like with the case of Venom, it was just a case of the book um, it caught on with people and people really were digging what we were doing and the sales were really good. And so stuff like Absolute Carnage that like had the potential to kind of start spreading out and touching other corners of the universe and stuff. Yeah. Marvel, you know, Marvel comes to me and says, hey, do you want that, that to be the summer event? Or, you know, the same thing with King and Black. King and Black, I'm more like, I kind of pushed for to be like a big event because it, you know, I'm going to be covering the entire earth with a symbiote i'm going to be you know killing the sentry i'm going to be doing like you know celestials are dropping down that kind of thing is pretty hard to ignore true um, um and so yeah but the thing is like yeah like what we were talking about is that i've i i always tell people like i don't want like none of this stuff is ever a mandate none of this stuff is ever like a hard and fast thing like if you want to play if you have a cool idea if you know, if like, you know, Chip was like, I think I have a, a cool way in to the King and Black thing with Daredevil, actually, that would like um, kind of add some character and some fuel to what I'm doing. Be like, awesome. That's that's dope. I want everyone to come and play as much as they can. 
but then like you have stuff like you know hickman's doing this like grand magnum opus of x-men and stuff and you know he'd already you know his his ship had already sailed in one direction and so i tried to you know steer clear a little bit and like put my toys back where i found them and stuff you know yeah um so um yeah it's all it's uh it's really fun it's a it's a it's a fun time it's so yeah like you said it's really it's really fucking hard but it's you know um it's worth it these are toys that i tend to think at least are somewhat unbreakable um uh, you know they're they're you know obviously there's certain things that that you can do that you can quote-unquote ruin a character but for the most part these characters have stood the test of time for like 80 years and so i tend to go into books thinking like how far can we bend them before we leave break them um and you know just go for broke because why not you know that's right exactly well you, you it, you're given the keys and you're not going to tell a safe story like you're not gonna you know you're given the you're given the keys to a convertible you're not going to take the top right you know well you know it all stems from like just like the kind of books that i always like really gravitated towards as a kid like the reason that i tend to be like somewhat additive um introducing like newer like new characters and new scenarios and stuff like that as opposed to like you know, doing a new, like, if people read my, my work, you'll, you'll notice that, like, whenever I take on a character, I tend to not, like, really use their established rogues gallery, for the most part, like, I, I've, I've kind of played here and there, um, but it's because, like, I, you know, we all know what happens when doctors, or, or, or when, like, Doc Ock comes and fights Spider-Man, like, like, like we know kind of what that looks like, but, like, I remember when I was reading JMS's run on Amazing Spider-Man, and, Morlin shows up this yeah. is a guy you have absolutely no idea who he is you have no idea what he's about and he seems to just want to beat spider-man to death in the street yeah and you're like so every page turn you're just like oh my god is he gonna beat peter parker to death in the street right. and uh <laughs> spoiler alert yeah he does he just beats him to death in the street yeah yep. so like that kind of stuff to me was so exciting and so thrilling and stuff because it it really you know, puts you on your back foot and really like puts you, you know, um, in a, you know, a new kind of scary place. So oh, absolutely. To, yeah. Play, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It keeps the readers guessing and keeps them on their toes right. and, and it, well, and hopefully it keeps them buying the book, right? right. It makes sure, them want to yeah, like yeah. see what's going to happen next. Um, you, you brought up, uh, reading comics as a kid, of course, uh, I think we're pretty much the same age and you grew up reading, uh, books because of your dad, uh, he introduced them to you, mm-hmm. uh, as a young age to, as a challenge, like to learn how to read. Right. Yeah. Just that was awesome. It's a great story. Yeah. Um, I, I love that tether of like family to comics. Um, mm. uh, what were some of the other comics that you read as a kid that you're like, I can't believe I got to play with this character. I mean, I love asking that kind of question with somebody who's like, I, I fucking invented null. And you're asking me like, <laughs> <laughs> but like, seriously, like what's like some characters you're like, Oh boy. Like I get to, I get to mess around with yeah. this character that I read or like, right. Wanted to write um, about as a kid played with action figures, something like that. Um, you know the sheen never really wears off like you know you obviously it's a job you know and you um you go to work every day and you're you know playing in asgard or you're playing with you know um the hulk or you're, these things and you know it's really 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 easy to just like get locked in and just be like i'm at work and this is the thing i have to do today yes um i try to as much as possibly uh like kind of purposely tune out the magnitude of what i'm doing and what i'm playing with because if I think too long about like how, you know, um, these are threads that I'm playing with that were started with, you know, 
Jack Kirby and Stan Lee and stuff like that, I'll psych myself out totally. And I, yeah. you know, I won't be able to move. Um, but um, as far as characters I grew up in, like, I kind of have to pinch myself. I mean, really every single time I get an opportunity to write Spider-Man, um, I just, I freak out. Just like, remember the first time I ever wrote Spider-Man was in Doctor Strange, my final issue of Doctor Strange yes. 381 or something like that. Um, and I actually wasn't supposed to write that issue. Um, Mark Waiters was supposed to take over, uh, then so the issue before that, which was the end of damnation yeah. was meant to be my last issue. Um, and I was kind of bummed about that cause I wanted an issue to say goodbye, you know, cause I really, I, I did have a lot of fun on that run. Um, but, uh, it turns out Mark needed some more time. And so they wanted one, one more issue. And they were like, you can do whatever you want. Um, and so I was like, okay, well, I'm just going to write an issue of Spider-Man then. Yeah. <laughs> um, and so, you know, I got, you know, they, Fraser Irving came in and, uh, you know, Chip Zdarsky came in to do that little double the page, mask, Calvin, yeah. and, the Calvin and Hobbes little Peter talks to a spider. Yes. The start, the spider story. Yeah. 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 Um, which is something that I'm so incredibly proud of. It, it pops up all the time. It's so funny. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I remember firing up my laptop and when you're doing like panel descriptions and stuff and then you get to dialogue and you have to write their name out and i um it was funny uh nick lowe at the time pointed out to me that every character that i write i would write their when i'm writing dialogue i would write their superhero name mm -hmm. i would write like strange or you know hulk or like thor or captain america or whatever yeah but with spider-man i would always write peter Oh. And, and, and it's just and I just it was, it was something that was like so subconscious because I I love that character so much and I grew up with him and like uh, he's like absolutely my favorite character in the world and yeah yeah like putting words in that guy's mouth is always something that is really 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 that I take really seriously and give a lot of deference and time to yeah. um, uh, because it's so important. Um, you know, like I'm willing to like take Venom and Thor and Hulk to really dark places and really um, not afraid of like um, going pretty hardcore like yeah. with Venom and stuff like that. But I tend to treat Spider-Man um, as much as like, you know, I want I want I want kids to be able to to see him and be inspired by by him and be yeah. and like not be afraid of him and, right and you know because he is such a you know uh, big beautiful icon of a character um, he's he's Marvel's Superman in that regard which is always so funny to me that people are like Superman's so fucking boring and he's such a Boy Scout and like how do you write that where it's interesting I'm like Peter Parker like yeah. it's, it's fine it's super easy. <laughs> you know, like he's right there like it's the same guy um so yeah i mean yeah spider-man's always a big one for me um i love writing loki it's like my maybe my favorite thing in the world to do is write him um it's one of the first characters if not i think maybe the first character i ever wrote at marvel was loki because i started writing even though thanos came out first i was writing doctor strange before that yeah um, and you know my first issue of dr strange starts off with this big monologue by loki and stuff and <laughs> i found him incredibly hard to write at first because when you're writing loki like every word out of his mouth has to be able to be taken 
three different ways ways about like what his intention is and what he means and what it actually means what the plan is and stuff like that yeah um over the years though i've really grown very comfortable and i really enjoy uh any opportunity i get to put him in thor i i love their dynamic you know yeah absolutely uh which of course uh going back to like submitting characters to characters they haven't normally fought Mm. you kind of made loki a major doctor strange player as well Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh and their interactions are fun and different and uh and now he's bec- like they're synonymous like in terms of like yeah dr strange has a history with loki as a result right so, yeah yeah culture. it's fun like when you read like um like just recently in thor um i guess it was i don't know what what arc it was it was a donald blake arc it was yeah. Trey, um when loki has to go in and get um or dr strange has to go and get loki out of dimension blood which yeah. and when they see each other they're, they're very like seinfeld and newman with each <laughs> other strange yeah and like with that interaction like again i'm referencing a relationship that i established years before yeah in doctor strange and also dimension blood like that world is where they fought uh in the doctor strange run um Anytime that I have to do some like throwaway dimension that people get trapped in or <laughs> um, uh, it's always dimension blood. And it's something that I just created, I pulled out of my ass in Doctor Strange. And if you go back through my entire history, starting in 2017, all the way up to now, there is a background story of dimension blood and the politics of that world that has okay. evolved over all of my books. Every time I go back to it, there's some sort of a new ruler who was taken over and as like <laughs> like like they all got turned into bunnies for a while by by dr strange when he became the god of magic and mm-hmm. then when we go back to it um like i think it was in it was in the first arc of thor when he's fighting beta ray bill the opening of that issue is talking about how there was once a war where thor fought for like a month straight without eating or sleeping yeah. or without tiring and if you look at it, it's Dimension Blood. <laughs> and like that's where he is. And and he's forgotten all about it. And so then if you go back all the way to Doctor Strange, you can see the evidence of that war with Thor and like why their realm is so fucked up and why they're so like desperate for food and stuff is because <laughs> Thor fucked them up a million years ago. And then uh, after Doctor Strange turned them into bunnies, when we see them again in, in the Prey arc, they talk about like how after this the wizards came and fought there and their and their enchantments wore off like they've now been in a civil war because of like who's the leader now and stuff like that it's just like this weird thing that i keep on going back to that no one has noticed like right like it's it's for you like you're like man what's gonna happen like one day there's gonna be like revenge of the blood dimension and it's gonna come out of left field yeah, yeah, and if you like, 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 we all have those little things. Like Rosenberg, um, my best friend, who was the best man at my wedding. Um, he, if you go and read all of Matthew's work at Marvel, every single time that you interrupt a conversation, like two people are talking and we jump into a scene, like mid conversation, yeah, they are without fail talking about how lame the vulture is. <laughs> <laughs> They're always talking about like 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 the ongoing joke is that no one really knows who he is, right? And they're like, it always cuts in, and someone's like, 
And this old dude in a like a big bird costume showed up and he was just screaming about something. I have no idea what his problem was. And then like <laughs> Spider-Man will crash into the room or something like that. But like yeah. it's one of those things that like Matthew's like, I've been doing this for five years and no one has noticed that I'm No one's picked this. up on the vulture conversation. Yeah. Now, yeah. The question, always, it, is it the same conversation, but picked up at different points during the It's day? always like, the different characters. It's okay. always the different characters, yeah. Um, yeah, I do I do shit like that all the time. And it's funny, like, 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 like Marvel fans especially are so observant and yeah. like pick up on the slightest little nod or the slightest, more specifically, the slightest inconsistency in canon. They 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 very much will let me know. Um, <laughs> yeah. Um, and um, but there's so many hidden things that I've put into books that people have never picked up on ever. Yeah. Um, it's always so much fun. Um, yeah. And as far as like the inconsistencies in canon thing, man, that is so. Oh, it's so funny. No, no, it's part of the gig. It's just that, like, what's funny is that there's going to have to be a breaking point because, like, um, like at a certain point, like, like I'm doing Venom, right? It was yeah. easy for me to get the canon more or less, like, perfect and, like, and, like, and, and find my little, um, uh, my little in places of, like, where there was missing time in his story and yeah um like fill in gaps and do a very kind of jeff johnsy and rebirth kind of like oh um, yeah making all the pieces fit together in a way that it's you know like he i was a son we never saw before and right. it yeah, fits. yeah yeah like yeah yeah <laughs> and like 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 there was an inconsistency in the canon that i i fixed like there's this there's this mention very briefly um in the 90s venom comics in a different in a different book that Eddie Brock has a sister named Mary. Yeah. And if you go back and read Venom comics, he for sure does not. Uh, he, <laughs> like we have seen him as a boy with his dad and growing up. He and, was in, yeah. he was an only child. Like it's very pointedly an only child. Did, did and, his mother die in childbirth? And that's why his yes, father hates yeah. him. Like, yeah. 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 There's a, it's a whole fucking thing. Yeah. And yeah. like, and we've only ever seen his dad, like in like two comics and until I, you know, uh, yep. kind of fleshed them out a little bit more. Um, and so, like, I was able to fix the whole Mary thing by having the symbiote lie to him and, and, and like, implant memories and stuff. Yeah. Um, but my point is, is that, like, with Venom, it's fairly easy because I've been alive for the entire time that Venom has been a character. Yes. So, like, I was, I'm 37 years old. I was, like, 10 years old when I started picking it up. So I've literally read every single appearance. But, like... Yeah. When you're doing a book like Thor, you know, there's 60 plus years of Thor material. Like, I'm not going to know all of it. And, no. and like, some of it just isn't going to matter. Right. Like, <laughs> you know, some of it, we're just going to, we're just going to move ahead. You know, I, everything is, everything is down to story and I will always you know luckily we have people at marvel who are just encyclopedias like we have like i can always call mark wade and ask him like he knows everything i can yeah. always talk call tom, tom breve or yeah tom right and he knows everything and so you know like but you know if i if a story needs something to happen and someone goes like well there's a, an annual from 1965 that contradicts that on three yeah. panels i'm gonna be like yeah well yeah <laughs> not I'm, anymore. Gonna, I'm not anymore yeah you like know. and like 
I tend to think that like, not to, not to put words in someone's mouth who can't be here, but I tend to think that like Stan Lee would go like, yeah, no, no, go just make, make a cool story. Yeah. Just, it's fine. In every you interview know? you see with Stan, whenever they ask him like about, you know, when they, when they, when they pull him out and be like, Hey, uh, comment on this thing that you have no right. context for, you know, like, what do you think when they would ask him, like, what do you think about the new status quo of such and such? He's like, I think it's great. You know, good for them. Right. You know, he didn't. Yeah. He was just happy that they're still talking about it. You know, yeah. <laughs> he didn't care. Well, that's, well, I, that's that's kind of my stance on 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 this kind of thing too. Is like, um, you know, um, you know, uh, there's things that are yet to be revealed in my Hulk run, but I a lot of people were like directly upset at the jump that I wasn't picking up directly where Al left off. Left off, yeah. And and seemingly things are are different. Um, um, I always kind of relate that to like Mark Wade's Daredevil run where when it picks up, like Matt is happy and sunshiny and his secret identity is back in the closet and no one knows anything and things are just weird. Like yeah. things have just changed so much. And I remember people being like upset and being like, oh, so he's just going to like reboot and ignore everything. <laughs> but then like, if you just give it a chance and read it, like Mark slowly unfolds this big grand reveal of like why everything is like that. Yeah. Um, and so my Hulk run is very similar to that in that like people are going to have to be patient, but like people were giving me kind of shit about it. And I was like, you know, yeah. I, 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 I guess I just don't share the same sort of um, outlook on these kind of things. Because like, you know, for instance, like if Al had come on to Venom after, like we both wrote essentially 50 issues of both of our respective titles and then we just switched seats, you know? Yeah. Um, and if Al had come on to mine and just completely ignored everything that I'd ever done. And like, if, if Eddie woke up out of a dream and said like, oh, that Null thing was crazy anyway, yeah. Um, yeah. it wouldn't bother me at all. I, I I don't I don't care. Like that's not something that I um I hold a lot of value on. Like like you you this idea of like oh it completely ruined this run. Well no <laughs> it didn't. That run is still on the rack. It's right over there. Exactly. Like, you you can go and pick it up. Like yeah. it's it's fine, you know. Right, right. Um like no one can take away the run that I did unless they get every copy of it and burn it and then like get on the servers and delete it, you know. Yeah. Um so I tend to not hold a lot of stake with that kind of thing. Um, and I believe that everyone should have the same sort of like freedom on a title that I kind of do. Like I heard you say on, on one of the reviews yeah. of my work that I tend to come on a book and take what everyone else did and say, fuck all that. This is mine now. Yes, I, I did say that. I think that might be a bit of an overstatement. I think you're right. Yes, it's certainly <laughs> hyperbolic. I mean, but but here's the thing. Yeah. It's the it's it's like the approach is I'm doing my run now. You know, like in the in a if I were to restate that in a more complimentary way, I'd say Johnny Cage's <laughs> unafraid to to, uh, to 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 do his run the way he wants to. And I uh, yes, I I did say that. And I yes, I do uh, firmly believe that writers who are on a book that take over that book want to do their book not right 
not not pay homage to the book that came before. And I don't. Well, I, I say that with no judgment. Like I'm not saying like. Oh no, that's, I'm not that's... mad at you. Because right. No. Really, really, really but I, but I also I, like. I, 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 but I get that you get the same credit. Like you get criticism for like for making Hulk a starship. I get criticism for like saying that the Hulk is boring sometimes. Like it's mm -hmm. it's a, but it's the same level of anger. And oh yeah, yeah. And, like, no, I, but I want to. No, yeah. But there's no room for subtlety or or, or, or yeah. nuance, and it's like yeah. the under, like. I will say something and I, you know, you know how like people have to say, well, this is just my opinion. And it's like, well, you said it. So obviously it's right. your opinion, but like, yeah. <laughs> but you need to, but apparently you need to distinguish like things that you say are not necessarily like, you're not saying this is the world. I'm saying this is the world from my perspective, but like, right. But that's the new narrative now. It's like, you have to, you have to like make sure yeah, that I what I say is like understood to be in context of my opinion, as opposed to it being like straight up fact, like the sky's purple. Right. Well, to that, to that, to that point, I mean, context and intention actually do matter. And, right. and, 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 um, you know, that's something that, um, the internet and Twitter especially has decided it does not matter. Right. Um, but it, it does. Um, and you know, like I, look, I've gotten in trouble so many times, uh, for being on an interview and saying something stupid just to get a laugh. And then they, and then they, they print Latch it up. Onto they, it? Yeah. They, well, you know, they type it out and they print it up and it looks oh. horrible out of context, <laughs> right? you know? Um, yeah. and, and so like, yeah, you guys are doing a show. You're just, I, I, I'm not mad about it, but, but I, using I, that idea. I do, yeah. I do understand why people would kind of see it that way, but, right. um, but, um, you know, I don't, I don't like, it's a, it's a weird notion that is out there, um, that writers take on books because they hate the character and they want to ruin something. And that's you the know? thing, like, I think that like, certainly we didn't say that. And I think hmm. that, but I think there's an expectation. Yeah. There, or there's, because you, I, I readers have an author have an ownership of the book yeah yeah and when they ascribe that ownership as you know I, i'm not by the way I, I hope you know i'm not explaining this to you i know you know that like but oh, like no, we're, yeah that's yeah, fine but like you um because i'm only being cautious because donnie and i've never spoken more than two words to each other in our in our past so it's like, <laughs> we're still establishing a rapport but like um the readers establish an ownership and an identity with that work and i think that when that work shifts it it seems like it's an assault on their identity and they get like yeah. really like personally upset and yeah. it's like well the thing is about that is that is that comics are such an insular and personal thing it's not yeah. like a movie that you enjoy in a room with people it's not like a sporting event it's not like anything else it's yeah. it's very much you go to the comic book shop and it's your personal taste and then you come home and you you are by yourself in this thing. And, and then, you know, if you've been doing that for 20 years, 30 years, you, most of your life, and in a lot of cases, it's something that your dad did or somebody in your family or your big brother did. And so it's a very personal thing. People yeah. get very used to an environment and a very, it, it becomes a, for lack of a better term, it's been bastardized, a safe space for, for somebody. I mean, yeah. I certainly had that as a kid, like my childhood was pretty rough and, you know, going and leaving my world and being in Spider-Man's world was always something that was incredibly comforting. Yeah. Um, you know, and then, yeah, if some cocky, arrogant asshole writer comes in and says, well, no, I, I, I'm going to tell my version of that. Like, the thing is, is that, like, when I come onto a book, I'm not, I'm not trying to tell, 
like I'm not trying to get rid of the thing that you love. Right. It's I'm writing the thing that I love, you yeah. know, and like my version, for instance, with Eddie, like um, my version of that character that I love is him homeless in the streets and, you know, yeah. tortured by this thing and having incredible existential dread and crisis and stuff like that. And it was, it, to me, Venom was a very scary book. Like, you know, the character, it was inherently terrifying. And so I bent horror and I went in that way, right? Yeah. Um, the Hulk stories that I grew up reading were these fucking far out cosmic crazy things. You know, um, you know, the Thor that I grew up on was, I mean, my Thor is not, I don't think that out of the norm of no like, that feels like been... a that feels like a thor book <laughs> like yeah, i mean thor is thor has more in common with fucking star wars than it has with like norse mythology it's just about a, a space like wizard right and so it's you know it's it's fantasy sci-fi yeah um but yeah i mean we as writers like th this is our our life like this yes. is what we dedicate our life to and it's what I go to bed at night thinking of and what I wake up in the morning thinking of. And the idea that I would take on that much of my life in order to ruin a character or hurt a character or to hurt anyone, um, you know, my job inherently is in a very weird way an entertainer. Like I want people to be entertained. I want people to be, um, you know, uh, emotionally touched by what I do, be it anger or sadness. I've always said that, you know, art is not candy, you know, uh, yeah. it's, it's not my job to solely make you laugh. Um, it is my job to make you feel things. Um, right. And so, you know, I, I bristle somewhat against this notion that any writer, be it me or Dan Slott or anybody like, um, sets out to intentionally hurt anyone. Um, and like, it bums me out. Like if someone just doesn't like what I do, like that's totally fine. Like I might, yeah. you're never going to write something that is for everyone. And when you try to write something that is for everyone, you're going to write the most boring piece of shit in the world. Totally. Um, you know, when, you know, you have an intent and a purpose and a voice and stuff, you're going to end up um, you know, you're going to end up with people who don't like it and that's fine. You know, yeah. I have no problem with that. But when people, well, I can tell that someone legitimately feels like they're left behind or left out of a book, like that sucks. Like yeah. I don't ever want that. Um, you know, but at the same time, yeah, you know, I've said it to people before and it sounds like I'm being an asshole, but I don't mean it that way. Like when I say to people like, well then like, please stop reading it. Right. Like, I don't like it's not my intention to make you upset. And if like what I'm writing makes you physically upset and makes you feel bad about something, please, like, don't don't subject yourself to that. I don't yeah. you know, I don't understand why you would, you know, it, it, it's it's the nature of the of, of the fandom. And I, I think it represents a small portion of that audience, but it's a very vocal part of that audience. Yeah, which right. is like, yeah. And, and I wonder, because as a person who came from the fandom into the medium, uh, mm -hmm. and knowing that, like, especially if you were plugged in at all, if you like read wizard or you read the letters column, oh, yeah. just, I, I know every single issue. Yeah. Okay. We're going to have to talk because I need a couple oh, of yeah. copies, but, uh, the, uh, but if you're not that like meta about the medium, you don't necessarily even think about the creative teams behind them. And you sure. certainly wouldn't ever have access to them. 
like wizard oh, right. was like the arbiter right like there were right. there were there were institutions that kept like the gate from you mm-hmm. and access to the creator that's gone today like yeah. i mean yeah, i'm yeah, talking yeah. to donny cates right now you know it's like it's mm-hmm. a, it, that's where we are one can have a reaction to a piece of work get on their phone and then send you a ping right like mm-hmm. whether they know you or not like you'll get mm-hmm. a notification if you have them on that says like no, fuck you god no Right. No, because you can't. But like, but if <laughs> yeah. you're right, but if you're only using it for like that for business, like you could get a message yeah. just like, fuck you. And you're like, what, right. who's this? Yeah. And it's like, it's, it's just a fan who's angry mm-hmm. and they don't know like that there is like a, like a break in the discourse. But also, mm-hmm. like, is there anymore? Because there's no, right. there is no like rule book about well, how I we interact uh, with each other now. I certainly haven't made my life easier because I tend to be, um, a little bit maybe more accessible than a lot of creators. Yes. Um, I'm very, I'm very front facing. Like I, you know, I'm always on, uh, you know, I have a pod, I have like two podcasts. I do a segment and my, and my, and my wife, the kids love change thing is always just my fucking face. You know, right. um, you're always hearing me talk. Um, I'm, <laughs> you know, I'm very like out there. And so I do think that there is certain, a certain level of um, familiarity that people think that, it's perfectly okay to write to me and say horrific shit to my face. Um, And, you know, I, I really, you know, it's funny is that people think that I'm like getting into arguments all the fucking time and that I'm like responding to people all the time. But what people don't see though, is that I only ever like actually respond or get into it with like 1% of the amount of like crazy shit that I get. Sure. I ignore and block like 99% of it, but like sometimes, man, I just got to swing back. And like, um, you know, it's, <laughs> I, know it's I, th- I feel like some people are somewhat like taken aback when I do respond and respond negatively back to them. Yeah. Um, because, because I do believe honestly that there's a skewed notion of social media that anyone who is some sort of a public figure um they register it well yeah it's fair game but also i believe that there's somewhat of a notion that i'm never gonna see it like that i have like lady gaga's twitter that has like 40 million people and it's just it's just you're just never gonna see it right yeah or that like i'm not really or like i have an assistant who runs these things and it's not me and like they're not really talking to me they're talking to a picture of my face yes you know and like I have 70,000 followers on Twitter. Like, I'm going to fucking see it. Like, I'm, 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 <laughs> yeah. I'm going to see it and it's going to suck. And like it, you know, it, 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 you know, especially when like people get shitty about me, like personally as a human being and not my work, That's, like that yeah. is weird. And like, I've had people send things to my house. Um, I've had. That's, um, that's terrifying. Terrifying. Yeah, it really is. I've had people send letters to every house that i have ever lived at including the wife or, or my the the house that my ex-wife lives at oh that God. i have never lived at <laughs> like that they, they, like they track down like every it's wild yeah. um and like people will attack my 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 wife megan like they yeah. will go after her because of something that i did in thor and stuff <laughs> and you know it's um it's weird. It's it's very 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 weird, but it is to a certain degree uh, part of the gig. You know, right. it's like you said, like it's not like the old days. It's not like the '90s or the '80s where you know uh, people aren't accessible and stuff like yeah. that. Like 
I put myself out there, you know, I, well, and I, you have to, I, right? Yeah. It's, it's part of the, you know, somewhat the infrastructure of making comics in the, you know, two thousands and like modern day age is, yeah. that, you know, it's not enough to just sell your books. Like you do have to somewhat, the market is so saturated. The market is so like, you know, um, um, filled with comics and creators yeah. and stuff like that is that like if you want if your goal like me especially is that i want to do my marvel work and everything but then i want to i don't want to just sell venom books i want to sell donny kate's books and i yeah. want people to then follow me over to my creator-owned books and to my other endeavors and stuff you know you kind of have to make yourself into a brand yeah and um and with that is that people treat you like a brand and not a person and right, so right. It, there i do have to allow for a little bit of like like i get it okay yeah like but, you know yeah but there's also that texan in you that's like don't fuck with me mm -hmm. and it's yeah like yeah. like you get like because because i think that there is this understanding this i, I i'm sorry i really didn't want to make this show about like trip oh, no, trauma at you but um but we're talking about it, so fuck it but like yeah, um sure. but uh you know, you are in a position where, like, you all are in a position where you are, you're, you have to manage your brand, you have to manage your identity. Right. And because it is, it's not just like you, you can't write Venom forever. You have right. to create like these other yeah. avenues. And yeah. as a result, you have to put yourself out there. And I think there's others out there who are like, that's the nature of the beast. I'm going to get shit on. And some folk are just able to take it or they don't think, mm -hmm. or maybe they think they deserve it or whatever it is. But like, there, there are very few, and maybe it's why people talk about like Donny Cates freaks out at fan. You know what I mean? Like why you hear that? <laughs> yeah. Because yeah, like yeah. there are so few who go like, "Hey, get fucked," and you're like, "Whoa." Yeah. Yeah. Respond, yeah. and that yeah. happens a lot. Like I, I'll get people who go like, "I never expected you to respond." Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's like, and it, that's that's good or ill, by the way. That'll be like someone says sure. like, "Hey, what issue is this?" And I'm like, "This is the issue." And they're like, "Ah," <laughs> and uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and it's like because they don't even think about it. Although right. I think those who are sending mail to people's houses, they're thinking about it a little too much. Right. Uh, yeah. 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 I don't know. I get, I definitely have had um, instances where like people who are my friends who are in the industry and stuff will either call me or text me and, and be like, stop it. Stop. Stop telling, yeah. stop telling people to go fuck themselves on Twitter. And I'm like, <laughs> all right, all right. Sorry. Um, right. I but then do, you'll see one I, and you're like, oh no, but this guy though. I know. I know. I, I will say it is a is a failing within me that I have an an overabundance of a of the, of a sense of justice where I I do think sometimes that I'm like I have to set this person straight or yeah. you know especially if someone's just like outwardly like lying about me yeah. and like uh, just like um you know um uh you know attaching meanings to things that I write that I that are 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 horrific and hateful or out of, you know, out of bounds for something that I would actually totally. think or conduct myself as, um, those things tend to bother me. Um, yeah. but, uh, but enough about this Twitter horse shit. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I spend enough time dealing with Twitter. Let's not talk about Twitter. Let's talk yes, about fun no. stuff. Let's talk about, uh, let, let's talk about <laughs> Spider-Man some more because, uh, yeah. because he's so beloved. Uh, is, is Spider-Man too precious to, to you? Like where you're like, so, you know, cause you're in humans book. I, I mm. know that they were like, just make, just make them relevant. And you were like, mm. all right, here's this crazy thing. Like, you know, do whatever. Uh, right. If they said to you, yeah, take spider. When the people who are working on it, who are great creators and we respect them and uh, all that stuff. When, when your time is up, 
you know, and they say, hey, uh, do whatever you want with Spider-Man. Would you go? No, you can't just tell me do whatever I want with Spider-Man. That's too big. <laughs> no, no, not at all. I, I um, <laughs> no, I, you know, I, yeah, I definitely treat Spider-Man with a little bit of kid gloves um, right now because it's not my character. You know, yeah. I, it's, it's not my, it's not my place to put Peter through the ringer right now. Uh, like out of his book. Yeah. Yeah. It's not my job, you know, like right. I, you know, it's, uh, you know, Venom is fair game when it's my book. Um, you know, uh, Thor is fair game when it's my book. And like, you know, we, we all, it's a kind of a, an unspoken agreement that we do with each other as writers and stuff, you know, um, that, you know, no one really steps on and like, I don't know, like the people, uh, never mind, not going to get into it. Um, <laughs> um, no, people sometimes think that like something that I do with a character is like me firing Saying a something. shot over someone's a, a bow. It's just like, no, yeah. dude, we're all friends. Like we're, right. if, if I, if I do something with, you know, with, you know, Captain America, like rest assured, I talk to the writer of Captain America and we discussed it and it's totally yeah. fine. Like it's yeah. fine. You know, and like vice versa with like, you know, if Jason does something with Thor in Avengers, like if we've had a conversation about it, I think it's fine. Totally. Um, but yeah, uh, when it comes to Spider-Man, like um, if I were to ever be on the book, then yeah, I mean, I, I believe I'm quoting Dan Slott um, when I say that um, the worst thing about writing Spider-Man is that when you're the writer of Spider-Man, you have to be mean to Peter Parker. Yeah. And it sucks, you know, um, and, you know, that's your job. You know, you got to put him in the worst situations humanly possible. That's how yeah. that's how we that's how heroes, you know, um, that's how we know that they're heroes. Is they keep on getting up. And especially in the in the case of Peter Parker, that is the thing that we love about him the most is that he's not the strongest guy in the room. He's not the most powerful guy in the, the, the room. He just his real superpower is that he always gets back up. Right. You know, um, and that's what we love about him. Um, but your job is to knock him down as hard as humanly fucking possible. Yeah. And so, yeah, I would definitely, I would, um, I mean, I, 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 I have, um, I have some plans, um, mm -hmm. should that ever happen. Right. Um, of course. Yeah. In this hypothetical yeah. scenario, which I did yeah. deliver, I'm not, you know, I'm not trying yeah. to get at anything. But yeah, no, no, no. I, I, I know that I know that that's something that um, that I've I've seen a lot of fans talk about that, that, that they would, you know, that they would like to see me uh, take a swing at it. And, you know, I, to that, I would say, I mean, it's, you know, careers are long and Spider-Man's not going anywhere. Um, right. I've, right. I've only been at Marvel for like seven years. Yeah. I've only been I've only been, I've only been writing comics for 10. Um, yeah. So like you know god almighty i've already written like half the pantheon at marvel like yeah. i i i'm not in any hurry to get to the top of the mountain just right. yet i mean because like after you do spider-man like what do you do i mean it's the greatest character in all fiction you know yeah no uh it's funny i i thought about every time i think about spider-man and fan you know people saying like oh donny cates's run would be amazing all that stuff <laughs> Um, you know, people were uh, inundating Chip Zdarsky with that just recently. Mm -hmm. and I, 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 I keep going back to him where he's like, I don't want to fucking write Spider-Man. Like, do you know how much, how many eyes are going to be on me? Oh, if yeah. I wrote Spider-Man, yeah. like how I, it goes through, it's Mickey Mouse. Like I can't right. just tell yeah. my story. It's through a right. whole thing. And I'm like, yeah, yeah that's pretty scary. Like, it's probably why he's enjoying Daredevil so much. That's why you get to have so much fun with like Venom. Like it's like, oh, take yeah, Venom sure. and run with him. Yeah, whatever. 
yeah, I mean, the the farther up the food chain you go, definitely there are more eyes on it. Like, you know, going from a character like Venom to Thor, like, yeah. for instance, like Thor, you know, is obviously in the films and like is is part of like that bigger kind of um, picture. Yeah. Um, and so like, yeah, you do you, you do like find yourself all of a sudden getting notes from Kevin Feige. And you're like, oh, whoa, fuck. Uh -oh. OK, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> Um, okay, buddy. Yeah. Um, you know, and that's, that's a whole different ball game. And then, yeah, when you get to the guy who's on, like, whose picture's on the checks, who's in the Macy's Day Parade, like, yes. you know, yeah, I'm not afraid of it, though. Like, okay. it doesn't, it doesn't scare me at all. Like, I, you know, that's just, I, you know, look, I mean, growing up, uh, for good or for ill, I was raised with a, 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 a saying, and my dad would always say to me, whenever I would tell him some lofty, insane goal that I wanted to do, like I wanted to be an actor or I wanted to be a stand-up comedian or I wanted to be the lead singer of a rock band or any of like, the crazy shit that I wanted to do, you know, if he ever heard me doubt myself and be like, yeah, I mean, there's no chance that that's going to happen to me. My dad would always say the same thing. He would say, well, it's going to be someone. Why not you? Like, it's going to be like someone is going to be the next writer of Spider-Man. So yeah. why not? Like, yeah. it's, you know, why not? Why not? Why not go for the gold? And like growing up as the biggest Venom fan in the world, when I got to Marvel, like, you know, like I was saying earlier, I planned out like that, like five year story and stuff. And to me, it was, you know, um, you know, I am I am like such a living embodiment of like that joke that people say like grant me the the confidence of a white man of a privileged white man <laughs> yeah like, like I just walked into that room and I was just like well yeah of course I'm gonna have a five year run on this character and it's gonna be successful like why why wouldn't it be right you know and like certainly I've failed and like certainly I have written stuff that people fucking hated that I thought was awesome at the time you know um, certainly I have a long way to go as far as like. I'm still working on my craft. I'm still, I'm still trying to get better with everything I do. I'm still learning. I'm still taking classes. You know, I'm, 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 I'm always, I'm always striving to be better. Um, yeah. But you know, yeah. If tomorrow they off, like, you know, let's not use Spider-Man as an example. Cause sure. that's the company I worked for. Like if tomorrow, you know, if I was an employee at, or, you know, a, a freelancer at, at DC and tomorrow they were like, Hey, it's your turn on Batman. Yeah. Um, I would just do the best I could. I would just, right. I would just dive into it and be like, this is what I want to do. Yeah. You know? No fear. Um, it's not like it's too big. Yeah. It's too big. That's, that's, too yeah. Much. It's a lesson that I learned, um, when I was doing Dr. Strange, um, Dr. Strange, it was my first assignment and it really fucked me up because I was taking over for Jason Aaron and right. Jason Aaron's my favorite writer in the world. Like he's, he like back way back when, when I was like a retailer and I ran like four different comic book stores and stuff, anyone who walked in, I would put Jason Aaron books in their hand and just be like, this dude doesn't miss like right. this, like anything that he writes, if his last name is on it, it's a, it's a fucking banger. Yeah. you know and it's a huge fan of his doctor strange run um and great. like i was still very much a fan and like not working at marvel when that run was going on and i would go to my comic book shop every week and i would pick up the doctor strange by jason aaron and then i get this call from axel um it's a long story but you know you know we need a, we need you on doctor strange fuck okay wow yeah and um really psyched me out um, I actually moved out of my house for a while and moved into a hotel to not have any distractions and like tried to craft my pitch. And 
everything that I wrote was like such an extension of what Jason was doing. And I was like trying to sound like Jason and I was trying to do all this stuff. And one of my best friends, um, I called him and I was talking to him about it. And he said this thing to me, he goes, um, well, you know, if they wanted Jason, if they wanted the book to sound like Jason, Jason would be writing it. Sure. Yeah. And I was like, yeah. And he was just like, they want it to sound like you. Right. And I was like, fuck. Okay. Yeah. Like, you know, if you hire me, like it's going to sound like me. And so if you read my Dr. Strange run, I very purposely wrote this first panel of the first issue that I had to write before I could move on. Um, the first panel, the first page of my Dr. Strange run is a shot of the um, Sanctum Sanctorum. And it has a sign on it that just says under new management. Yeah. And I had to write that just to say like, just as like a calling card of like, Hey, this isn't Jason. Like th yeah. this is me and yeah. for good or for bad, it's going to sound like me. And so, you know, um, I don't know what that means. I don't know what a Donny Cates book sounds like, I guess, having listened to you guys' channel and having like listened to you guys describe my books for a month now, it seems like I just, um, invent big space monsters and put the word black in things um i did I, not i did there's also a tether to family in there somewhere but uh yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I, I really didn't you know it is a you know it's one of those things that like the books that you guys have reviewed are like over the have been written over the course of years exactly but, but then like when you do line up a, up, I'm, I was just like, I do use the word black a lot. I do. Wow. Right. Huh. And, but the thing use, is, like, it works. Space monsters and, yeah. And, and, and black. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and so, no, it's good. Everyone has their own little ticks and stuff, you know. It's, Listen, it's, we, you know. we do the same thing. Uh, we talk about how uh, every Scott Snyder book opens with a big, long story about, yeah, about, about, about a big, long history father. lesson about something that yeah. happened that parallels what's going to happen later. And sure. He, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, but, uh, yeah. you know. And he's like, oh, I do that? Yeah, I guess I do yeah. that. <laughs> there was going to be, there was actually going to be a segment in crossover that I ran out of time with where um, um, Ellie and Ryan were going to be in a comic book store and they were going to be talking about their favorite authors. And as you turn the page and they mentioned a, a new author, I was going to do a direct impersonation oh of God. that writer. Um, and so like, you know, they would be like, do you like Tom King stuff? And then turn the page, and it would just be a nine-panel grid of silence. Yeah. And then on the last panel, he would be, be like, "Yeah, he's pretty good." Right. You know? And then, <laughs> like, um, you know, like, um, like who else? Um, I was gonna do like them being like, um, "Well, what about Kirkman? Do you like him?" It was just gonna be a double-page spread of just a giant face going, "Yeah, he's pretty good." You know, <laughs> um, again, big bold letters. You know. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, and then like Scott Snyder, you would turn the page, and he'd be, be like. I do like Scott. You know, my father once told me when I was a little kid <laughs> that. Oh my God. Um, yeah. And then you would do Jason Aaron. Like, Jason Aaron likes lists. He likes right. to, um, like, when he writes descriptions of things, he likes to, like, name them, like, nine times. And then, yes. like, he's just, like, filled with ideas. He, like, can't stop himself of, like, putting dope shit on the page. Yeah. Uh -huh. um, which is something I definitely stole from him um if it yeah, works we'll have our we'll have our little ticks and stuff um and i don't know where i was going with this but yeah i yeah i guess i was gonna say i don't know what constitutes a donny kate's book i don't know right. what that means you know um but i'm always you know like i said i'm always trying to change i'm always trying to evolve i hope i'm not repeating myself as much as possible but yeah when you when you write 
seven books a month and you know you know sometimes i'll admit like sometimes when you're you got your head up against the wall and life is insane and you're on a deadline and stuff you do kind of look at a script and you go well i i do know what works right you know right. and like and you know it's it, it it is like really easy to like fall back on stuff um like for instance when i did thanos i did doctor strange and I think one other book, but I'm having trouble finding it now. Guardians. Um, well, no, I'm I'm going into Guardians. So like, oh. um, so like, I when I got Guardians, I was looking back at my my at my work, and I was like, man, I use captions so much. Like ah. I use I use caption work, and I use like this third person um, omniscient narr narrator yeah. that like is a style that I love so much that is not used as much anymore. Mm -hmm. When like, I remember when Thanos came out and I was on Twitter and someone was confused and they were like, Hey, I have a question. Like who's, who's talking the story, <laughs> like, who's talking. And yeah. I just wrote back and I was like me, right. Like, it's I'm, I'm telling you the story, you know? Yeah. Um, and, um, was it and, Thanos with the, where the, like the, the, the narration is like more conversational, more like fun. Cause I'm trying to think if it was, it was Thor or Thanos where there was one uh, where it's like, it's, it's a lot more like, at, you know. at times Thanos is like that like it it kind of it, it vacillates like I think I it is Thanos. like a, I would do like a big kind of like speech about the nature of infinity and then then like how Thanos uh, his mother would go insane and I would and then it would like just immediately cut to like anyway he killed her when he was 12 right moving on like yeah, yeah it was yeah, just yeah. stuff like that that was just like you know I this um, amuses me um uh, but then like when I went to Guardians, I was just like, all right, I'm going to try and do an entire book with no caption work. I'm going to I'm going to try and, and and try that style out. And it was the dumbest thing I could have ever done because <laughs> on a team you. book well, on a team book, when you yeah. need you need to be able to cut between characters and yeah. like, cut things like captions really fucking help. You know, yeah, it's so, just like, a tool they, in the belt. Like, yeah, yeah. And so, yeah, I tried and I don't think it's my best work. And like, I, you know, I've, I've very publicly said that team books are not my, my forte. Um, you know, um, Death of the Inhumans is like an anti-team book because <laughs> I just murder, murder all them. of them. Um, uh, and so, dope. yeah, by the time I get to Spider-Man, who knows what the, the fuck that'll look like. Like, that's true. Who knows if I ever get to Spider-Man, I should say. Um, you know, like, who knows what that style will look like. will look like like you know yeah. like what what things i'm reading that are influencing me like what what especially like what does the medium uh favor right now like you know the curse of the writer sometimes is that um writers we we you know we have the there's like pros and cons of being a writer versus being an artist like the pro is that you can work on multiple different product products at once and you don't get like pinned down yeah. Um, a pro of being an artist is if the book sucks, no one's going to be mad at you. They're always right. going to be mad at me. Yep. Um, um, but one of the cons of being a writer is that like your particular vernacular and your style um, can totally just go out of favor, yeah. you know, um, and no, no fault of your own. So you do have to stay in your game and adapt and like change. And like, you know, someone like Grant is really good about that. Like Grant has stayed modern like he sounds modern like no matter what he's on you know yeah. and there's like other writers that definitely when you read like their current stuff they're like oh like you like that's a style that is like from a yes. previous era you know and so like there's always also the possibility that by the time that book was offered me the style that i read in just like 
people just, just don't not. fucking like that anymore. Yeah, you know. Yeah. I don't see that happening, but I do hear what you're saying. I mean, I remember reading that uh, when uh, Jerry Conway jumped on Carnage. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I, I I read Carnage like, and I go, who wrote that? And I, I'm like, holy shit. Like the dude yeah. who killed Gwen Stacy wrote this Carnage <laughs> book and it's cool. Yeah. Like, and it's modern. Jerry Conway's awesome. Right? Yeah. 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 It was yeah. awesome. Yeah. But if, yeah, you, you, no, it's. I wouldn't worry about it. <laughs> <You're>, <laughs> I'm not it's, right now, you know. It, yeah. it's, it's just, it's about, you know, like you have to kind of, to kind of stay in the zeitgeist and like stay aware of current trends and like right. stay aware of like, you know, so I'm like constantly on Twitter asking people like, hey, well, what do you guys like right now? Like, what do yeah. you, like, what's, well, what's, what's cool? Like, what's the new thing? And I go and try and read that thing and see kind of like where the, you know, the winds are go going. where the, you know, go where the puck's going. As yeah. I like that. Yeah. Uh, since we're winding down, I figured I'd ask you a couple of fun questions that came from Wizard Magazine because oh, there is no it. wizard. Uh, I did yeah. this the other day, so why not? You know that you know at the end of the magazine where like they have yeah. like, that profile. I, yeah. I'm just going to lift it because it's 30 years old. Fuck it. Uh, awesome. So here we go. Uh, okay. Favorite comic of all time. Ooh, um, comic of all time. Uh, Alan Moore's Miracle Man. Um, absolutely. Um, it's a book that. Uh, funny enough, Wizard Magazine, um, when I was a, when I was like a teenager, they put out this list of, it was called like the top greatest books of all time that you will never own. Yeah. And number one, because they were like all like out, out of print or they like, out of print. Or yeah. like that. Uh-huh. And Mir- Miracle Man was the number one. And just that article, I became obsessed with finding it. And yeah. um, in 2007, I was working at a comic book shop. I was a manager of this comic book shop. And I saved up and I saved up and I saved up and I spent like eight hundred dollars buying the entire run original print. Oh I no! Still have it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, <laughs> and then Marvel yeah, gets and then, it. Yeah, and then in 2010 they got it. And what's funny is I was an intern at Marvel when that news came out, and I was like at Intern Alley at my computer, and I was like, "Fuck, what?" <laughs> you know? Yeah. And like you know, and I really so, need that eight hundred dollars. Well, it's great though now because I can I can I can recommend it to friends and stuff and just be like, no, you can just go find the trade now. But that that's right. that, that was not a reality, no. you know. And like, um, I own like every Miracle Man thing that is humanly possible to own. I own all the statues, all the toys. I actually own. You have the McFarland and, statue. <laughs> uh, oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> um, I can't tell you how I acquired this, but I actually own the script from Alan Moore's typewriter. Um, for one of the issues of Miracle Man that he sent to like Gary Leach to draw, oh. and it has Gary Leach's like um, notes, um, like doodles and like layouts oh and God. stuff. Yeah, I have it like in my bookcase over That's there. Awesome. Um, and now Miracle Man is at Marvel at the same time that I am. And yeah, when really quick, and I know that we want to get the questions and stuff, but just oh, I'll, no, 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 I'll I'll end by saying this when. When we all found out that we had acquired Conan, yeah, it was an unspoken thing in this big email thread that we had with like every Marvel like exclusive writer, people who were at the summits and stuff, that we were all just like getting out of the way for Jason. We right. were like, if any of us try and lay claim on this, Jason will murder us. Obviously, <laughs> this is Jason's, mm-hmm. you know? And so um, everyone kind of knows with Miracle Man yeah. That like if it ever comes loose, if it ever if that if that ball ever comes loose into the Marvel court, I will kill someone. 
Yeah. Like it is, it is a mine, you know. Uh, I, I am like they, they, they teased it at the end of uh, mm-hmm. a very recent thing, and um, mm-hmm. I, I think a lot of people are like, because it was out of print for so long, a lot of people are kind of like, Miracle Man is like this mystical thing that they never really even got exposed to, right? Yeah, but they yeah, know yeah. it existed. Yeah. I wonder what a Marvel Miracle Man would look like. Yeah, well, that's what's interesting, right? Is because the 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 character of Miracle Man by itself is not inherently interesting. It's, right. Like the, the character of Miracle Man of Mickey Moran is just a ripoff of Captain Marvel. Exactly. Like, of of Shazam. That's what yeah. it was designed to do. Um, and what's interesting about Miracle Man is not the character; it's what has been done with the character and the unique space that that character finds himself in. Exactly. And what's unique about that space is that it's a world without superheroes. It's a right. world where there are no, you know, there's no one who's superpowered. There's no one like that idea is so abstract and only exists in the world of comic books. Yeah. Um, and that's kind of, for anyone who hasn't read Alan Moore's Miracle Man, a lot of the ideas that he would go on to, to kind of flesh out more in Watchmen, he first kind of tackled in Miracle Man, the, the kind of idea of the deconstruction of the modern superhero he yeah. tackled first in Miracle Man slash Marvel Man when it was originally printed. Exactly. Um, and so how do you deconstruct that character in a world of miracles? You know, uh, yeah. is a, is a uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know how you do that, um, mm. but I'm, uh, I'm game to try. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, that's really, yeah. That's just the possibility is really cool. I, yeah. I remember seeing that and just being like, oh, well, I remember when uh, Joe Quesada drew that big yeah. splash when they got the, the character. Yeah. I'm like, mm-hmm. what it's is going to happen? Yeah, it is a great drawing. Yeah, yeah, it's a great um, drawing. Uh, yeah. Uh, next one. What's your favorite work of your own? Oh, God. I know. I know. You got to be complimentary. It's got to. <laughs> I'm so bad at this. Um, for as much as people um paint me with this brush of being an egotistical douchebag i i tend to hate all my own shit um um let me see um do you want to split it up really indian marvel yeah okay sure um i was gonna say on the indie side um i'm really proud of baby teeth um i I, I, you know, what's funny is that I'm known so much for these big, like, Michael Bay 90s, like, action things. Yeah. But really, if you were to look at, like, my library and like, the books that I actually read, like, the things that I hew closer towards are, like, Strangers in Paradise. Um, oh, yeah. And, like, The Crow and, like, these, like, very, like, kind of quiet, poignant kind of, like, relationship drama kind of things. Um, uh, and so baby teeth was my effort to kind of do my version of that now obviously my version of that involved the antichrist and um satan as gerard way um (laughs) uh, but you know um i was i really enjoyed writing um i tend to cry a lot when i write books um if i'm writing something that is really fucking heavy and yeah um really emotional like I've written God Country twice now because I wrote the, the book and then I wrote the screenplay. Yeah. And both fucking times, like Megan, my my wife would find me in my office just being like, <laughs> God <laughs> damn it. And and she'd be like, Are you are you are you at the Emmett scene? I'm like, Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm at the Emmett goodbye scene. Oh, um God. so yeah, baby teeth and God Country both I'm very proud of. Um God Country I holds a a bigger place in my heart because it's the only reason i'm here like it's the only reason that like marvel ever 
ever noticed me, you know? Right, um, right. And so, you know, um, and then on the Marvel side, quite like Thanos wins. Um, uh, um, that was really fucking fun to write. Yeah. Um, just to be just like, just to be nakedly evil right. for a while was so much fun. And like, and like to begin a story off with the knowledge of there is, I'm, I'm not interested in redeeming this guy. Right. Like it, he's just going to be fucking evil. And then what's, and then the challenge becomes, how do I get the audience to root for this guy? Yeah. You know? Um, and so that was a really fun challenge and really, and really fun. Um, that and um yeah i mean venom you know obviously yeah. venom changed my fucking life um yep. and so um he's my favorite character uh, you know so um yeah i'd say that i'm listing like everything i've ever fucking okay. written so yeah i, know. I mean it, it, it's good uh, <laughs> well, <thank you. laughs> uh superpower you'd like to have yeah um i always go towards now when you say superpower can i is that am i allowed to say like an object that would give me powers sure yeah let me let me let me hit you with this uh yeah yeah no i yeah you could pick like a gemstone that makes you into a wolf yeah. man or or yeah. flight you know it's 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 a superpower yeah. something that makes you above human okay so i would say um uh teleportation is 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 way the fuck up there yeah. Um, because like when you think about obviously like the limitations of things, you kind of have to like add in like <clears throat> with flight, you're going to have to have some sort of invulnerability because it's fucking cold and there's no oxygen up there <laughs> right. and, and people are going to find you so fast, you know, um, yeah. with, tele- yeah. with, tele- with teleportation, I tend to, to skew towards the night crawler view of it of like, I, I have to have been there first and be able to see it in my mind, Yeah. you know, um, because you're going to teleport into a fucking wall. Exactly. Um, but the answer is obviously the Green Lantern ring. That's obviously mm. like the best answer in the world, you know. Because um, it can do anything, basically. <laughs> you fucking do anything. You can have all the powers that you want. Yeah, you, know? you can fly. Um, you can. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. So I think that that would, I mean, flight is pretty fucking dope. But again, like it's only going to last for so long. Like it's going to be shot the sky by the government so fast. Yeah. Uh, what, what was your favorite toy you had as a kid? Hmm. Um, good question. Um, that badass bat wing that had the pistol oh, grip. Yeah, you know I'm talking about with the yeah, clamps in the so front. Cool. Did you trigger it? Oh, you can grab Joker. Yeah, so fucking cool. Um, and then I had um, I had the um, the Star Trek teleporter where you like pushed the little button and it went across and it was like yeah. a magic trick and then they weren't there anymore. Yeah. What's funny is I wasn't even a Star Trek kid. I, I never watched Star Trek where the toys were so fucking cool. <laughs> um, and then like later yeah, on- Didn't I you would write a Star on. Trek book? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then later on I would go on to write Star Trek and when they they emailed me and asked me if I wanted to write Star Trek, I replied back with like, I would love to, but I've never seen Star Trek. I don't know anything <laughs> about it. And they were like, well, we don't hire the biggest fans. We hire the people we think are the best for the job. And so Good answer. <laughs> um, if they, if you read my scripts for them, I and mean, maybe the album, this, this would be fun to like put on my sub stack. Um, my scripts are like, I watched like three episodes of uh, TNG that had Data and, 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 and Jordy. Yeah. Um, just to get their voices. And you then, got them, by the way. I, I was oh, just reading it the other day and I was like, you really nailed the voice of Jordy. Oh, like that's thanks, the response. Dude. I was like, wow. <laughs> thanks, dude. <laughs> not yeah. to be, not to trek out or anything, but I was like, wow, that's yeah. But anyway, yeah, people are always very surprised that I, I don't know anything about what I'm talking about with those characters. <laughs> um, 
Um, yeah, I'm a good mim uh, mimic. I can always like pick up things. Um, yeah. But um, uh, my scripts just say like, you know, I'd be like panel one, some kind of fucking spaceship comes into this area and, right. you know, and then like the, the, the people with the Star Trek licensing office and stuff loved me because um, they got to interact with it and they got to like pick email it me and, yeah. and nerd out and be like, I think that a, you know, a Vulcan Raptor would be like the, like the perfect thing to put in here. And I'd be like, fucking Go tight, awesome, whatever. Yeah. I don't know what that means, but That's like, let's, amazing. Fucking, let's do it. Yeah. You know? <clears throat> so yeah uh, i love that uh last time you went trick-or-treating you went as oh morticia adams you went as morticia that's awesome mm -hmm. yeah megan was gomez love it um and i was morticia you can find pictures of it on my, on my instagram um and i am a fucking hot chick it's crazy <laughs> it's it is fucking wild yeah, yeah. that's awesome. beautiful uh and this is just one for us, but it's what's one question you always want to have asked, but no one ever asks you. Oh my God. Um, I don't know, man. Everyone asks me everything all the time. Um, I know. Well, like, how, how dare you, you? And who do you think you yeah. are? Yeah. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> how are you? I think I would like that. No. Aww. Um, um, yeah, I don't know. Um, um, I have no fucking clue. I don't. I don't think I know the answer to that one. I because I. I. It's what we were talking about earlier is that like there doesn't seem to be any sort of barrier whatsoever with me. People tend to just think they can ask me anything, anything. they want all the time. So wow. I, I'm. I'm such like an open and I'm an idiot because I oftentimes answer it. Um, right. So I just fuel it. People get you know. Um, I don't know. Um, I like to be asked about stuff that's not comics. I I like um, you know, um, you know, because like, believe it or not, like I do have like a whole life like outside of this job. Oh yeah. You know, and like you know, um, like I remember like when I was getting married, I would put up like pictures of like you know, um, Megan's in her in her beautiful dress and like yeah. showing like you know, pictures of me and Matthew in our tuxes and stuff like that. And like, people would like in the comments, like ask me like who would win in a fight between Venom <laughs> or like, they would be like, they'd be like, are you going to have a Venom, you know, cake at your wedding and stuff? And I'd be like, guys, no, fuck. I have a whole thing out. I have a whole thing outside of this. Now I will say this without my knowledge, um, the chef at the restaurant did make me a Venom cake. Because oh, hey. Because I think that he didn't know who we were and like why this restaurant was being completely shut down for us. Because we got married at Luca during the con there, um, oh, cool. which I know goes against my whole I have a, I have a life. I know, this right? Thing. <laughs> yeah. I know. But I, we were getting married on Halloween because we're nerds and um, Luca invited us to that show. And then I responded back to them. I was like, thank you for the invite. We're actually getting married here. And Megan and I were just going to go down to the courthouse. And they responded back with, well, if you come here, will you will you get married in City Hall? The mayor will marry you. We'll shut down an entire restaurant for you. We'll pay for you to come out here. We'll pay for your wedding and we'll pay for your honeymoon. Holy shit. And I was like, yeah, OK, yeah, fucking <laughs> let's go. Let's do that. And so I don't like the, this, 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 this like five star um, like restaurant in Italy was completely shut down just for us and our wedding party 
and I'm sure the chef had no idea. He was like, is this, is fucking Matt Damon here? Why, right? is, why are we doing this? You know? Yeah. And so I'm sure he like looked up who I was. And if you Google me, Venom obviously is the first thing that just like is everywhere. And yeah. so when our cake came out, it was like this like four layer thing and the bride and the groom on it were um, me and Venom. And like <laughs> Venom was like over to like the, like the symbiote was overtaking it. And that part was chocolate. And it, when it came out, I just put my head in my fucking hand <laughs> and Rosenberg is next to me. And he's just like, this is the funniest fucking greatest thing that's ever happened because yeah. Rosenberg knows how much like in my, when I'm like, when I'm clocked off, I'm fucking clocked off. Exactly. You know? I don't want to be the Venom guy. Um, <laughs> right. Like I'll say this, like last night. Um, so I'm a bachelor right now because my wife is out of town. Last night I did um, our klc press live stream yes which i want to make sure i plug our substack uh, go to klcpress.com um it's stegman and i's substack it's um you know uh, uh it's it's fucking awesome you get previews of our new it, our new entire like line our entire imprint of image books behind yeah. the scenes you see my scripts you see his art um if you sign up for one of our, a couple of our tiers you get exclusive variants before they come out that are exclusive only to substack people go to klcpress.com anyway i was going i was doing the live stream and Megan was calling me during the last probably like four times and it's very unusual for her. Um, uh, she normally just texts me and especially like when she's in Reno snowboarding with her girlfriend, like <laughs> she's fucking snowboarding. She's not like, calling she's, you. Yeah. She's, yeah, snowboarding. Yeah, she's, yeah. She's, she's having fun. Um, and so I just texted her and I was just like, Hey, I'm, 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 you know, I'm, I'm, I'm on, you know, I'm on camera, so I can't. And so I got off and, um, yeah, sure enough, Megan broke her wrist snowboarding. <sighs> Hey, she was in the hospital oh, shit. Um, and she, she, she's, she's okay. The biggest drag of it is that it's her drawing hand. Oh um, no. I know. Yeah. So it's going to be like, like, like three weeks to a month that she's not going to be able to fucking draw. It oh, sucks. That sucks. Um, but so I put this up on Instagram and because she can't type, I just was like telling people like, Hey, send her, you know, get well soon. Like and it's pictures of my wife in the hospital. It's like yeah. pictures of her absolutely shattered wrist that's like all like swollen up and then Ugh. pictures of her getting a cast it in the comments a guy goes um um so who do you think is stronger thor um in his all-father form or hulk in his like world breaker and then i just responded and i was like bro this is a post at my wife in the hospital <laughs> right are you out of your mind and he responded back like Oh, I'm really sorry, but could you answer the question? I was like, oh my God. And I just, I, I just like, I deleted his comment. I was just like, yeah, this is, you can't. This is what That's, I'm saying. Like people yeah. cannot get their head around the fact that I have a whole fucking life like outside of this. But again, you know, it's, it is what it is, you know? Yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, so I forget what the question was, but yeah. Uh, yeah, no, but uh, <laughs> we didn't get a chance to talk about the Substack thing, but it's, it's very exciting. I know that like you're doing, yeah. you're, I know uh, when talking to Ryan, he's like, he, he's really like keyed into the image scene and he mm -hmm. kind of like, he has this like whole like approach that he wants, that he, that he wants to see. And, uh, yeah. and I assume you do as well. Cause like, you know, yeah. you, you grew up on image books as well. As, yeah. Uh, and uh, yeah. So how much speaking to your planning, how much planning yeah. is going into like this new endeavor? Oh, it's a, it's a huge, it's a huge thing. I mean, we have, um um we have 
uh, Vanish by Ryan and I. Yes. And um, the one you feed, which is by Dylan Burnett and I, uh, who did um, uh, Interceptor and Reactor with me and Cosmic yeah. Ghost Rider with, with me. Um, and then we have uh, Flood, which is by um, me and Megan. Um, um, it's a weird underwater Western horror thing. Um, and then um, we have like spinoffs of Vanish. We have um, new projects coming from um, Ethan and Griff, our supple boys. Yes. Um, have maybe some surprises um, that we can't talk about yet. Um, and then like loads of things that we haven't talked about. Um, it is a like full on like publishing imprint that um, will not only have things written by me. Um, it, it's going to have uh, a full range of things that are kind of live in the world um, that we're kind of building out there. Um, and yeah, we're, we're, you know, we're kind of treating it like the downside of doing an image book is the, it, that it does kind of take you off of the stands and out of the newsfeed for a certain amount of months while you're building a project. Yeah. Now as a writer, it's not really a problem for me. Like I can, I have my Thors and my Hulks and things like that. Yeah. Um, but for someone like Ryan or Dylan Burnett or Megan, you know, when you're dedicated to putting these things out, you're kind of nose to the grindstone and you're kind of not in the public eye. Yeah. And so um, KLC is a great place to just display and kind of just show people what we're building as we build it. So yeah. if you come over there, you're going to see um, like once a week, we, we get together and we record a bunch of like video podcasts where we talk about all, all manner of things like the newest episode of Boba Fett and the Spider-Man films. And, and then we get into like what, what's like project updates and we show Ryan's pencils to the inks, to the colors, to everything. And, you know, Dylan's pencils and all that kind of stuff. Um, interviews with Megan and I, Megan and I review books and stuff. So it's just like a whole cool little world um, that, you know, if you're fans of us or any of the stuff that we do, um it's just like kind of being invited into how we like to think about it is in the 90s in wizard magazine we always saw those rad offices those studios oh God, yes they had like like the giant bad rock statues and like life <laughs> yeah. was over here and jim lee was over here and you know jim valentino was over there and like all this shit and you know to be able to be in those studios and to be able to like see what was going on and hear people argue and hear people come up with cool ideas and stuff like that how rad would that be? And that's what KLC is. Um, you, you're essentially stepping into our studio and watching us build stuff in real time. Yeah. Um, so uh, yeah, it's a lot of fun and you get a lot of really rare and exclusive perks that you can only get by subscribing to klcpress.com. There you have it. Well, you uh, Donnie, thank you so much for being on the show, man. Absolutely, I really appreciate man. you being here. Uh, check out his stuff. Obviously, uh, you probably already are at some point, uh, <laughs> but definitely check out that website because uh, I'm I'm actually subscribed. And uh, oh, well, thank you. It, it's it's legit. Like I check it out. It's fun. Thank uh, you. But uh, we'll see you guys next time with another episode, and uh, hopefully we can do this again sometime. Thanks for being here. Absolutely. Oh, one follow up question: How are you, man? I'm doing great, man. Thank you. How are nice. you? Can't complain. Awesome. <laughs> <laughs> so long, everybody.